We are wrapping up our But God series today, and what we've been talking about is that in everything we're going through in life, there is a but God waiting for us, that God meets us in our weariness, in our trial, in our pandemic, and that there is a but God moment waiting to lead us into something better. And like we mentioned last week, we laid out our vision for this summer, the summer of rest, and we're focusing on three things. Rest in Jesus, rest in one another, and bring rest to the weary. And we established a 99 rule of life for summer, basically practices and rhythms that are going to help us rest in Jesus, rest in one another, and bring rest to the weary. And just kind of like as a recap, some of the rhythms that we established for resting in Jesus are morning declarations, spending time in scripture, declaring those truths over ourselves, ending the day with examine prayer, and then recommitting to the Sunday gathering. By the way, we just want to shout out for those of you who woke up extra early today dressed up yes. and participated in our Sunday gathering. Major props to you. So proud of you. Yeah, Good we are job. so, so proud of you. We hope that you're finding rest in Jesus today. And so those are the three rhythms that we're focusing on for resting in Jesus. For resting in one another, we are relaunching CGs this month every other week. And so we ask you to commit to signing up and showing up to rest in one another, to bring rest to each other. And then the last thing, bringing rest to the weary, we're volunteering with Mobilized Love, as I mentioned. So continue to sign up for that. Spots are filling up quick. They need a lot of help. As well as continuing our work for racial justice. And the way that we're doing that is this month we're reading Austin Channing Brown's I'm Still Here. If you have not bought the book, it is not too late. Make sure to get it right now on Kindle, on Amazon, however you need to. You can also... Uh, rent it at the library too. Yes, for all those library folks. And so these are the ways that we're incorporating a rule of life into resting, resting in one another, resting in Jesus and bringing rest to the weary. And so today, before we take our little break from being voices of preaching and speaking, we actually wanted to double down on two of the rhythms that we touched upon last week in the category of resting in Jesus, the morning declarations and the examine prayer. And so that's what we're going to share a little more on today. Is that okay? Good. Amen. Um, Last week, I kind of brought up this concept of starts and ends, how it's so important that we start every day and end every day well. You ever have like a really, really off morning, like a really crappy morning, and it just somehow trickled into the rest of your day. It affected your entire day. It messed it up. It ruined it. Or on the flip side, have you ever had a restless night where you just go to bed and you are not having it? You're plagued with anxious thoughts. You cannot sleep. You are restless. You're tossing and turning. And everything from the previous night trickles into your new day. And so when we start the day and end the day well, we find that our entire week is different. Our entire experience, our perspective of life changes. And I think with morning declarations and examine prayer, we're committing to starting the day with Jesus and ending the day with Jesus. Today during worship, we sang a song, Endless Alleluia, that captured this. If you remember the lyrics of verse 1, in the, moment, in the morning when I rise to meet you, in the morning when I lift my eyes, you're the only one I want to cling to. You're the first thought 
on my mind. And I don't know if you noticed, but verse 3 is at the end of the song. It's very poetic, beginning and end. It says, in the evening when I, when I lay my head down, in the evening when I close my eyes, you're still the only one I want to cling to. You're the last thought on my mind. Woo! How poetic. So the good. first thought and the last mm-hmm. thought on my mind. How different would our lives look if Jesus was the first thought and the last thought yeah. on our mind? And so we're focusing on these two rhythms to help the, make these lyrics a reality in our lives to, for Jesus to be the first thought on our mind and the last thought on our mind each day. Now, for those of you who tried the morning declarations this week, um, I imagine it was probably challenging for some of you. For some of you, it might have been great. Come on, weigh in in the chat. How was doing the morning declarations for you this week? I imagine for many of us, it was probably challenging. Uh, for one, for some of us, developing the consistency to do it every morning was probably really hard. You know, habits take weeks to form until they become basically second nature. But until then, it's very hard. It takes a lot of discipline, a lot of effort. So for some of you, that might have been the case. But I imagine that for others of you, it was hard in a really different way. You tried reading out these declarations And maybe for some of you, it was hard to believe them about yourself or to believe them about your situation. I'm a saint. No, I'm not. If you saw what I did last weekend, you know I'm no saint. I am Christ's friend. Then why does he feel so far? I can do all things. Shoot, I can barely even get through the day. And I find that so many of us derive our identity and our reality from things here on earth. You know, for many of us, I am what I do. I am my, my title. I am my accomplishments, my accolades. For others, it's I am what I have. In other words, the brands that I wear or the things that I own. For others, it's I am what I want. Our entire identity, our lives are oriented around our sexuality. For others, I am what others think of me, that I am only as valuable or worthy as people affirm that I am. But we find that we have to get our identity, our truth from heaven and not from earth. And so I want to take a look at Ephesians chapter 1 really quick. If we look at verse 3, this is what Paul is teaching us. He says this, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Come on, how many of you know that everything that is true about Christ is now true about you? Because now we are in Christ. Theologians actually call this the doctrine of union. Mm -hmm. That in Christ, now that we have invited Jesus, we are now in Christ. And in Christ, we are a new creation. And we have access to every spiritual blessing. Actually, Ephesians 1 and 2 actually plays with the theme of in Christ. So I want us to take notice. If we go to the next verse, verse 4, for he chose us, what? In him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus or Jesus Christ. In verse 7, in him, we have redemption through his blood. If we go to verse 9, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in what? 
in Christ. It goes on, verse 11, in him we were also chosen. Verse 13, you were included in Christ. Do you see the theme here that in Christ, now that everything we see in Jesus, everything we see in Christ is now true in us and in our lives. A few others in chapter two, verse five, it says we are now made alive in Christ. In verse six, we're seated with God in the heavenly realms. And I love this one. Verse 10, we are God's handiwork, but the word used here is poema, which actually translates to poem. Did you know that you are God's poem? You are God's poema. Actually, when we were figuring out a church name, um, we asked a bunch of people. When I was down at Echo preaching in last April, I believe, um, Heidi, actually, many of you know Heidi. I'm not going to tell you which one. It's the writer, Heidi. But she came up to me. He's like, what about poema as a name for church? I was like, what's what's poema? God's poetry. And so did you know that you are God's poem, that you are so cherished and loved? You know, I find that many of us struggle with believing these truths about ourselves, which is why maybe the morning declarations were so hard for some of you. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you something. You ever have someone talk badly about someone that you really cared about? I mean, Krista is like a mama bear. If someone talks negatively or badly about anyone that she loves, she goes into war mode. It's, it's scary. But I imagine that most of us would probably do the same thing. Most of us would stop someone if they're saying something bad about someone we really loved or cared about. Say, hey, you can't talk about my friend that way. Yeah. Yet so many of us allow the voices within ourselves to continue speaking badly about ourselves, about our identity, about our character. I'm not good. I'm worthless. And we allow these voices when we don't allow the luxury of people that we care for we protect them but we fail to do that for ourselves mm-hmm. when we're doing premarital one of our friends steve um it was so funny every time his wife would say something negative about herself he would look her dead in the eye and say you're not allowed to talk about my wife that way you're not allowed to speak to her that way and i think we need to start doing that for ourselves and one of the ways that we do that is we start declaring what god says is true about us not what people say not what we say, not what the enemy says, but what God says about us. Now, at this point, you might be saying, okay, these declarations are great, but like I said before, I'm not holy. If you knew what I did last weekend, you would know I'm not holy. I'm not blameless. I've made so many messes and mistakes, but we have to understand that there's a difference between who you are theologically and who you are becoming here in reality. Theologians call this the now and the not yet. That in a sense, reality is still playing catch up with everything that Jesus established through his finished work. And so I want to propose, what if our identity isn't rooted in the past or the present, our current reality, but in the future, in who we are becoming, who God says we are becoming. And this is why morning declarations are such a powerful thing. If someone's been telling you your entire life that you're worthless, guess what? You believe that to be true about yourself. You are worthless. But when we declare the truth of God's scripture over ourselves again and again and again, our reality begins aligning with this truth. Our reality begins catching up to Jesus's completed work. And so morning declarations help us actively and practically help us in becoming the very people that God has called us to be. And so this is why we want to practice this as a church this summer. 
Yeah, I know for me, the morning declarations have been such a life-changing thing throughout my um, journey in Christ. I remember my time when I lived in Korea about seven years ago. It was my first time being out of the country and living away from my family like that. And it was a really hard time. I mean, I was there teaching first graders. And so let me tell y'all, I have mad respect for educators. I honestly do not know how they do it. I remember after the first day of class, after I sent my students home, I literally fell to the floor because I was just so exhausted. And I like army crawled, literally army <laughs> crawled physically into my coworkers' classroom just because I was so physically, mentally, emotionally spent. And that was just the first day of class and you know being away from home um, work was hard and there was like a language and a cultural barrier too and I had just broken up with my ex of four years there was just so much going on and even in my spiritual community it was still I was part of this new ministry um, that was being established out there in Korea and so even there I didn't feel like fully anchored quite yet and so I I, I was just so desperate. I was so hungry uh, for God's presence and for his work, his hand in my life. And so when I discovered these morning declarations, I actually uh, took the declarations and my kitchen cabinet in my studio in Korea, the kitchen cabinets were kind of like this whiteboard material. And so I took a dry eraser marker and I wrote down each statement on those uh, on those cabinets. And every morning uh, I would stand in my kitchen before I went to work. And even at night before I went to bed, I would look at the cabinets and I would go through each one and declare it as a prayer over my life. I am a saint. I am a child of God. I am a minister of reconciliation for Christ. And saying these things really transformed my heart and my experience while I was in Korea. It gave me so much strength. It gave me so much hope and joy. And it really rooted me in my identity in Christ. And we really recommend that you guys do something similar as we do this as a community um, this summer. You know, having the declarations on your phone or even on your laptop, it can kind of just feel like it blends in with all the other emails and texts that you're getting throughout the day. And so for Mickey and I, we actually printed out these declarations and we taped it onto our bathroom wall and so every morning as we're getting ready we'll look on uh, the bathroom wall and we'll declare those things and so yeah if you can print it out write it out put it on your mirror whatever it is and we recommend you uh, to do something like that with us and you know I, I get that for some of us in this season, we just feel like, you know, I'm not really feeling it. You know, maybe some of us aren't feeling it. And I totally get that. I mean, we're living in challenging times for sure. You know, this stream right now, like, honestly, I'm not feeling it. Doing service this way, um, being stuck at home, like, I'm not feeling it. Uh, it really sucks. And I think this pandemic, for sure, I'm not feeling it. But let me tell you, if you're waiting on a feeling before you worship God, before you step out in faith and declare these promises and these truths over your life, then you're actually worshiping at the feet of your feelings and not God himself. And so Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And so it's all about our heart posture. It's about our posture before the Lord um, in this season. And so church, let's not, let's be done with half-hearted living, with half-hearted faith. We can't say that God is silent when our Bibles are closed or when our ears are tuned to every other voice in this world minus God himself. And so, yeah, it's like, you know, it would be 
for example, like me going up to Mickey and saying, you know what, I feel like I feel distant from you. I feel like we haven't really connected when I it, when I haven't personally made it a priority to connect with him all week. That would be terrible. It just doesn't make sense. The same goes in our relationship with the Lord. Uh, I saw this TikTok trend a while back, and it's honestly really messed up. But these women would uh, secretly record this interaction they would have with their boyfriends or their husbands, where their boyfriend, and their husbands, like just like on their phone chilling or getting ready for bed, playing video games, and they would go up to them and say, "You know, babe, I feel like you could have been nicer to me." And then you just watch all of these poor men, their reaction to that. You know, they would they would look up and like, "What?" Uh, okay, hold on one sec. And they would like say bye to their friends on the video game like that they're playing or whatever. And it's really messed up. But honestly, I watched it and I'm not going to lie. I did try it on Mickey just because I was curious to see what his reaction she would did. be. It was so messed up. I was so sad. He, he was so sad, guys. His reaction was really good. It was, but I didn't post it. I didn't make it public. Because so. I was in my boxers. That, that might be partially true. That might be why. But, uh, but yeah, all that to say, you know, I think for us in this season, if we're feeling disconnected from the Lord, and I, I totally get it. I mean, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Like, we're stuck at home. It's such a challenging time, but if we're not opening our Bibles, if we're not making time to develop rhythm and discipline in this new season of our life to stay connected with the Lord, it wouldn't be fair to go up to him and be like, you know, God, I feel like you could have been nicer to me. And But we haven't even made the opportunity, created time in our own lives, in our own hearts to connect with him. And so I really want to encourage all of us to, to make time to do this. These rhythms are... Um, things that we as your pastors have been doing for years and it's been life-changing for us and so we're not just saying it because we saw it to be a good practice in a book or something but our lives are a testimony of how powerful doing these things can be in proverbs eighteen twenty one, it says death and life are in the power of the tongue those who love it will eat its fruits you know the sun and the moon are rotating every day on a word that God spoke one time. And we, as children of God, were made in the image of him, in his likeness, and we have power in our mouths. And so we got to speak it out, church. So we encourage you to join us in saying these morning declarations every day. And moving on now to the second uh, rhythm that we're focusing on in this season is the prayer of examine. And examine helps us see the sacred and the ordinary day-to-day. Don't you love that line? Sacred in the ordinary day-to-day. That's actually a line from Endless Alleluia as well. Consider that basically the soundtrack of our summer. But we're so good as humans at compartmentalizing, aren't we? We love to, um, you know, on Sundays, it's like, okay, today is for church service, and so I'm going to put my worship hat on. But then on Monday, I got work, and so I'm going to put on my work hat. And, you know, we put on these different hats for community group, for mobilized love, whatever it might be, hanging out with coworkers. We have different things that we mentally compartmentalize. But, you know, I, I heard this 
talk this past week or a couple weeks ago from this really famous psychologist who's making huge waves in the Christian church right now. Her name's Dr. Anita Phillips. Highly recommend you guys check out her talk with Christine Kane on Instagram. I think Mickey's referred to it a few times, but someone asked Dr. Anita Phillips in one of her interviews this. They said, you know, Dr. Anita, how do you integrate your faith with science and with psychology? And Dr. Anita responded in such a profound way. She said, you know, before anything else, my identity, I am a daughter of God. And so I don't integrate my faith into my life and work, but I translate my life, my work, psychology and science, all those things through my faith. And, you know, scripture says that God is an all-consuming fire. He's untamed and he's consuming. And so that makes complete sense. And the beauty of the exam and prayer is that it helps us see the way that God is speaking and moving in our life that is completely consumed by him. In Psalm 4, 8, it says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. I mean, how many of y'all are having a hard time sleeping during the pandemic? I know for me, I already struggled with uh, sleepless nights before the pandemic, but now with this crazy just like blend of the week, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what's going on. Like it's so hard to sleep. But scripture says that he helps us lie down and sleep and to dwell in safety. And the beauty of examine is that it helps us flip the worst days around into one that is marked by his peace and his presence. And the examine helps us remember that I am never alone. I was never alone. And even for myself, I remember last year there were so many days there were there were days in ministry that felt like the worst day that I've had. You know, the worst day I've had in ministry as a pastor, I feel completely I feel like I'm a failure, or when Mickey and I get into an argument, I feel like I failed as a wife, and there are just so many days that are marked with failure, with struggle and dread, but when I go through the exam and at the end of the night, and I consider, God, what am I thankful for, and I realize, man, I have such great friends that have surrounded me during this difficult time, like, man, I have such I have health right now I have provision for my everyday you know I have this marriage even though it's hard right now like God thank you so much for that when I take time to be before the Lord and really focus on Lord what are the ways that I I I do have gratitude even though I feel like I have nothing good left in me that that changes everything when I take time to consider what are the ways that I felt disconnected from God? What are the ways that I feel like I could have done better? Or did I do something wrong? Do I need to make something right with someone? When I consider those things and even think about the next day and what am I worried about for tomorrow? What am I excited about? And surrender all those things to the Lord at the end of every single exam and prayer. I guarantee you in my personal life, I have never regretted it. I have always ended uh, with a coming with a with a heart that's so full of peace and a a deeper awareness of his presence and so yeah i just want to encourage us as a community to partake in doing the daily examine uh, every night yeah let's really commit to these rhythms i think a lot of times faith stays up here Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really translate everywhere else Um, but these are very practical ways that we can start our day with god and end our day with god um, before we kind of get into today's activity, um, we're going to actually 
actually do a little bit of this together as a community. Um, I, I remember in Matthew 14, most of you know this story, but Jesus calls Peter off of the boat and into the water. There's a storm raging. And when Peter gets off the boat, he's looking into the eyes of Jesus He starts walking on water. He steps into the miraculous. But get this, when Peter began looking at the waves and the winds, that's when he started sinking. The storm was there, Mm -hmm. but the matter of being on top and walking over the water versus sinking, the difference was where was his gaze. And we find that we see who we truly are when we look into the eyes of Jesus. We see things as they really are when we look into the eyes of Jesus. We have to stop looking into the eye of the storm Mm -hmm. and start looking into the eyes of Jesus. Because when we start looking at the waves and the winds, we start drowning in the storm, drowning in anxiety, drowning in fear, drowning in insecurity. And during this pandemic, maybe so many of us feel like we're drowning. This is why we go to the morning declarations Mm -hmm. and declare what is true about scripture. It's our way of looking into the eyes of Jesus. This is why we're going to do examine prayer at the end of the day. The whole day felt like a storm, but I'm going to look into the eyes of Jesus. I'm going to see what is true, what is Mm -hmm. right, who I really am, what life really is, and align my reality with his truth. And so this is why we want to commit to these things during the season. And so church, it's not too late. It's July 5th. We still have an entire summer and so let's really step into this together as a community and commit to these few rhythms and these disciplines that's awesome yeah like mickey said you know nothing in life just happens it takes brick by brick that we do these things and so if you feel disconnected or distant from god if you feel stuck in your faith or that the chaos in this world is crushing you or sweeping you away We got to do something about it, church. God is calling us out. And I'm going to say something right now that I want to just be this still small voice that is just stuck in your head that you can remember every day as we pursue these rhythms together. Um, Listen carefully. It's okay to miss one day, but don't miss two. I'm going to say it one more time. As we establish these rhythms, it's okay to miss one day, but don't miss two. Don't That's our new slogan. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a thing. It's okay to miss one day, but. Don't miss two. <laughs> and we, we kind of want to sound like a car salesman. You know how they say like um, satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Just try it for yeah. this summer. Just try it for this month and yeah. next month and just see how your life changes. We guarantee satisfaction guaranteed, fulfillment yeah. guaranteed, or <laughs> we'll give you. Um, some fig cuddles. Yes, fig is available for cuddles. But I think, you know, with the declarations, it is a long list. It's not just like a quick, like, five-second, you know, one-and-done thing or like a very fast, like, you know, affirmation moment in the mirror. It's going to take some time to go through those phrases. But I promise you, as you do it, maybe the first few, it's not really like quite hitting. It's going to take some time to register to get your heart in that place. But at the end, there were so many people I It was amazing, even this past week, as um, people recorded for that video that we saw earlier today, uh, 
people sent their videos and so many people were saying, you know, I'm so sorry, like, sorry if it's a mess or, man, it was so tough to get through that without crying or I didn't realize I was going to get emotional. And it's because we need this, guys. We need to be rooted in our identity in Christ so much every single day. And so today uh, what we're actually going to do is we're going to end our time together by going through the examine. And Fuller Theological Seminary, they actually created this really beautiful video and we linked it in our uh, rule of life uh, resource page and I know that for some of you you've already been using it for your uh, daily exam and prayer but it's this beautiful video short film that just goes through the examine with music with prompts with words with scripture and it, it so the prayer of examine is actually for the end of your day but today as we do it together as a community we want it to be uh, a recap uh, a prayer over this past week and so anytime as we go through the examine prayer video if you hear them say day just replace it with the word week and so uh, i we want to make time right now for you to Grab your journal, whether it's a physical one or pull out your Evernote app. And uh, we're going to go through this examine prayer together right now. And we encourage you to stay connected to the stream and uh, to engage in the chat uh, what, whatever, and, and share whatever you feel comfortable sharing as you go through the prompts. Yeah. Some of them will be like, what are you thankful for? What are the things that brought you joy? And you can share those things so that we can see together as a community where our hearts are right now. And, you know, we actually believe that this is going to be the most important part of our sermon right now, going through this exam and prayer together. So we encourage you to stay on and, um, let, you know, let this be a time where we really, uh, anchor ourselves in the Lord, focus on his presence and, you know, be and open our eyes to see God. How have you been moving? How has, how have you been creating these holy moments, um, these sacred spaces in my ordinary day to day? So we're going to invite you guys right now to uh, get ready. We're going to play the film and we're going to do it together right now as a community. Yeah. But why don't I open with the word of prayer as yeah. we step into this exercise together? Um, like Krista said, please engage. Yeah. This is actually an opportunity for us to rest in one another too, mm-hmm. that as we're sharing Sharing in the chat, our response to these prompts, we get to actually bless one another, pray for one another, encourage one another too. And so please continue to engage, and it's going to be such a powerful time. But let's pray. Holy Spirit, we invite you right here, right now. God, we want to step into this activity, into this exercise, because really we want to be able to see our lives. We want to be able to see ourselves through your eyes and not just our own. And so right now, would you fix our eyes off of the waves, off of the storm, off of the deadlines, off of the criticisms, off of the negativity, off of the pain and the brokenness, and would you fix them on your eyes, God? The eyes that don't gloss over our pain, that don't gloss over our struggle, but actually look straight into it and say, I'm still here. And so we invite you right now, Holy Spirit. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's enjoy this activity together as a community, and we'll see you next week, church. Love you guys.